Thank you for tuning in to Your Purpose, where we focus on the person's why behind their passions to provide real examples for those of you that are looking to leave your mark, looking to do what you were designed to do. Check us out every other Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another great episode. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Your Purpose, where I sit down with entrepreneurs, business leaders, and activists to have honest and sometimes tough conversations in order to motivate someone to step out on faith and follow their dreams. So tonight joining me, I have Monique Hudson um, from Coffee and Cornbread. Monique, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Oh, man. So I've been waiting to do this interview because I wanted to find out how did you make such a shift? Because you were you were the basketball star um, of our, our crew. <laughs> so a restaurant is completely, you know, that kind of came out of left field. So tell us a little bit about how coffee and cornbread got started. So the Monique that you know, I played basketball. I don't know about being a star, um, but I did Listen. basketball. Right? I was the one who played sports. Um, but I had, you know, um, as I had grown, I had become really interested in the hospitality industry. And so I had been in many positions um, in the hotel business, um, from PDX operator to manager to, to executive. Um, but moving to Jer- New, New Jersey, we had this, um, you know, as a New York, you have all these options to eat. Um, and moving to New Jersey, it's like, it's a food desert, right? So I would always complain about, oh my God, I can't find a place to get like an egg sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being someone who has been an executive and just kind of thinking, hey, like, I want to just start something on my own, and I'm a pretty good cook. Um, I started saying, hey, I'm going to open up a restaurant. Um, and then just to kind of say, take it a step further, um, in my home, we eat organically. And so um, it started with just, hey, we're going to eat dairy, organic, and you know, we pick a few things, but it turned into a lifestyle for us. And so you can't find a, an organic breakfast restaurant. And so when we started Coffee and Cornbread in 2017, actually is when the restaurant opened. But the, the vision was really just to provide, you know, the food that we ate at home in a restaurant setting because it's very hard to find that. Um, and then we thought about New York staples, like, um, you know, you go out for breakfast on your way to work, you have coffee and a butter roll. And we said, how do we be different? And we're like, we're going to do Coffee and Cornbread. And then it was like, oh, we should name the restaurant Coffee and Cornbread. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how that all came about. That's what's up. That is really cool. Um, so how long did it take from the time that you guys decided, you know, we want to have a restaurant up until you opened the doors? So it was because I am an impulsive person. And so it's kind of like, I'm like, let's just do it. I don't care what the risks are. I just say, let's just make it happen. Um, because I, I feel like, you know, risk, all risks are worth taking, right? Especially if it has to do with, you know, just your dreams and aspirations. Um, and so I actually was like, you know, I told my husband, I'm hoping we're going to just open up this restaurant. And then Monica, my sister, and I decided to partner 
um, just because we've had many experiences. We've worked from some um, leading organizations, Marriott and so on and so forth. And so we, we've gained some experiences that make us unique. Um, and then we just kind of from, I don't know, it's, it's listen, it, it's hard, but I, I would say it was kind of, because I'm impulsive, it was like one day, my sister tell, will tell the story that it's like, she said, hey, one day we're gonna open up a restaurant, we decided on the name. And then the next day, Monique was like, hey, we signed the lease tomorrow. So I don't know, I can't give you, you know, because quite frankly, I didn't do a traditional thing like people do business plans. And to be honest, I'm not telling anyone to follow the lead that I took, but we didn't do a business plan. We didn't make numbers. We kind of just said, let's go into this holistically, right? Because number one, I know that we're gonna provide a different product, but number two, I feel like what we, because of our experiences, we can grow into something much more. And so we just kind of said, hey, we're going to open up our doors. It was, it's really a very, I mean, it took us a year to open the, the building after we had um, signed the lease. But, you know, from the time of conception to the time we signed the lease was really a couple weeks. <laughs> and then we kind of grew as a brand from there. Got you. Okay. All right. Um, so thinking about running a restaurant, what are some of the challenges that you faced in the past, um, even up into through this whole COVID? It, like, what are some realistic things that people can expect if this is the route that they would want to take? Well, I mean, just as a business owner, I think it's important that people understand, um, which I think that people don't have the understanding that it's not just about opening up the doors, right? It's about how do you sustain your business? And so, you you know, people think, oh, cause I can, I can cook, I'm gonna open up a restaurant. But it takes more than just the ability to cook, right? You also have to run a business. So it's about how do you market your business? What's your budget is, who's your customer? All those things are important. Um, and so those are the things that we really focus on in terms of, because we're, we, we're not a mom and pop. We, we may be a mom and pop now because we're one business unit, but we don't look at our brand as a one unit operation. We look at it as so much more. And so at this current time, we're building brand recognition and brand equity um, so that people can, can see what we offer and then they begin to value it. And then it becomes part of their lifestyle. Um, so that is really kind of what we're doing um, in terms of our business. Um, it's very challenging because you have to understand the, the business model of any business, right? You have to be profitable. How do you become profitable? You, you have to mark up your prices, right? So whatever it costs you to make that product um, or produce that service, you need to ensure that you're profitable three times, specifically in restaurants where you need to make sure that you're three times profitable so that you can maintain all of your variable and fixed costs. And so I think that if you don't understand that piece, you can fail. And that's why most restaurants fail, um, you know, within two years time. I never thought about that. I know you, they always say, you know, you should have that margin to be proud. I never thought about it from a, like a multiple position, like three times as profitable, you mm -hmm. know, so that's something new for me. You know, um, for our restaurant specifically, right, we are not an average breakfast restaurant. So for us specifically, um, 
we don't market to like a McDonald's customer. So you have, it's very important to know your customer, right? Because you don't market to everybody, you market to who your customer is. And so we market to a specific customer because we are more of a lifestyle brand because our experience, right? So you go to a breakfast deli and get a $7 egg sandwich. We sell sandwiches for $14. So it's an experience, right? And so you have to know who your customer is and who to market to, you know? And so that's really what we focus on um, for us to grow as a brand, just kind of understanding who our customer is and marketing to that customer. Um, you mentioned something earlier that I, I want to just kind of um, call back to. So when you were talking about that you, you guys may be a mom and pop shop because you're one unit right now, but that's not how you conduct business. Um, mm. So how important is it to think about yourself, how you want to be versus how you are right now? Like how important is that? I mean, for me. So for me and for us, we are faith-based, right? So we believe uh, what you put out, you know, you'll receive, right? By the grace of God. Um, so I'm very positive that we'll be as big as a Shake Shack or, you know, any other competitor, a beer burger. Um, we think that because we, we we feel that in our in our makeup and our in everything that we in our being and what we produce, right? Um, so we look at it. So it's okay because there are some people that want to just open up and be one unit. That's fine, right? Because that is really the makeup of America, right? You have small businesses that employ a few people, but we don't come into it or look at it from that perspective. We look at it from the perspective of we may be one unit, but we see that we're going to, our exit strategy is that some company will come in and buy our brand, right? So it's really just about having the vision um, and whether for some people it's putting up a vision board or, you know, it's, it's really important to believe in yourself, right? When you believe in yourself, you can accomplish anything. And so you, we're one unit, but I don't look at it like I can't compete with a Starbucks. I'm like, yeah, I can compete with you too. <laughs> right? So it's very important to have that kind of confidence. Got you. So is franchising something you are thinking about? Um, we, we've thought about it. I'm not sure if that's the route we're going to go. We we don't really know. Like every move we make. So in a pandemic, we relocated our business, which but that's also by the grace of God. I'll never like, I'll always talk that up because, you know, in this pandemic, 41% of black businesses have closed. And so I can't look at anything that I'm accomplishing as anything short of a blessing. Um, so franchising is a possibility but you know we're looking at you know other avenues because we already even have customers that are like hey i want to open up one of your stores um but you know we're not we're not ready to do that yet because i'm also protective of what we're doing yeah yeah so i want to ensure the integrity of what we do well think about coming to charlotte um just keep that that's a thought back in your mind one of, we have a customer that's in Charlotte. Um, I'm a shout, you know, I, she, she's, she's a Yelper and she's like, oh my gosh, if you come to Charlotte, she comes to Charlotte. She, when she comes up into the area in which we're located, she comes to our restaurant. So um, she's like, you need to open up in Charlotte. So that's on the, you know, who knows if that'll come to fruition, but we've thought about it. Cool. Cool. Well, definitely keep me updated. Um, 
Because I will come through. Y'all make oatmeal? Yes. <laughs> we don't make oatmeal. So, you know, we, we are like, <laughs> you better start with your oatmeal joke. <laughs> because we do have, I know we have a history here. Um, but we don't make oatmeal. <laughs> we, we, never, we may provide like an instant oatmeal you make yourself. But we're not going to make oatmeal. <laughs> Um, you know, we are currently like, you know, we, we look at our brand Michelle, as like the first fast casual breakfast eatery, right? Because, especially because we serve fully organic and non-GMO food. And so, you know, we, everything we do is takeout style, which is, you know, when people eat breakfast, that's not what they look for, right? They think like, oh, I'm going to sit down and eat, but we don't believe that you can social distance. So we don't do take, um, we don't dine in. And we don't do outdoor dining. It's strictly a takeout uh, business. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do understand that you know running a business is hard. Running a restaurant can be challenging, but it's it's not all challenging, right? There are mm-hmm. some um, successes, and even just you guys being able to move to another location when a lot of other businesses around you are closing down. So that's mm-hmm. a success. Um, I saw that you guys were featured on um, NJ.com when they were doing uh, their um, Black in New Jersey series. Uh, so I wanted to I wanted to read what they wrote about you because I was so happy. Like I was so proud. <laughs> I was like, "That's my mom." <laughs> <laughs> but it's a. We're talking about coffee and cornbread, it said this place is one of New Jersey's best secrets. People come here for the cornbread and coffee, but they stay for the delectable breakfast and lunch options. Coffee and cornbread offers organic and vegan food at an affordable price. The vegan grilled cheese sandwich is amazing and melts in your mouth, and the sourdough bread is toasted to perfection. The waffle sandwich, which I definitely need to try. <laughs> is the perfect blend of savory and sweet this place is heaven on earth i was oh my god mo i am so (laughs) proud of you guys thank you i'm so proud of you guys um so tell me how did you guys even get featured on nj.com so we don't know i mean you know (laughs) to be honest with you when we read the article Right. I remembered seeing this gentleman walk up and take pictures outside of the restaurant because people will always come up and take pictures. But I remember when he did that and when he did it and we read the article, we were like, oh, that was him. We don't know because people search for our business. People come, you know, there is really like a word of mouth buzz about what we do. And so who knows how he happened upon us, but we were excited and, and it was a blessing. Actually, one of our customers tagged us. And was like, you got to look at this article someone wrote about you. And that's kind of how we found out about it. That is amazing, especially since it wasn't something that you guys, you know, you applied for. You know, some stories, exactly. they'll be, you know, it's like um, some sort of series that's set up and you apply and you get selected. Like you guys were recommended almost. Yeah. That is amazing. I mean, today oh, we just, God. we had a phone call today with another reporter who reached out to us. And, you know, through the conversation, she wanted to learn about the, about the restaurant and what we do. But then um, she said, you know, what made us move? And I said, you know, it's all about location. She said, yeah. 
I said, well, of course, because you didn't call us when we were in Tina, right? And she said, you know, I didn't know you were there, you know? So location is important. And so we believe that where we are now really puts us on the grand stage, right? So this is why we have people reaching out to us to say, hey, I want to do an article about you and what you do. I mean, listen, we are um, pioneers in our space, um, we believe. And so um, with that, you have the different things that that occur, like people complain maybe about the price of our food, but don't really understand everything that goes into it. Because, you know, to eat at our restaurant is really a full experience. So, no, you don't dine in, but you get all the branding that comes with with what we do. You get good food presentation. It's all those things. I mean, I can talk about my brand all day. I love it. Um, and I, I just <laughs> think that there's no other like it. That's amazing. And Unfortunately, there's always going to be people that complain about the price, but, you know, you have certain restaurants, if they provide a better experience, because that, that's like the big thing down here. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, when they compare Chick-fil-A to like McDonald's, the mm-hmm. only thing that they really have above them is the service. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm Chick-fil-A is okay as far as the food goes, but you always hear, no matter what people say about anything else, they always throw in the service. And that's why yeah. you know, they're willing to pay the extra money. So there are people that are going to pay for yes. better food, better experience. Yeah. So, you know. Yes. And you, you have to focus on your customer, right? And yeah. so we, we know who our customer is. And so we're going to get people, you know, we have people complaining because they want to eat in our restaurant. They're like, oh, you're just way too expensive. You need to lower your prices. And it's like, you want to eat here so badly. And now you want to be like, lower your prices. But if you want to eat here, you have to pay the price. Right. And so, um, and we do enough. Like, I mean, essentially we are givers in the community. We, we believe that we should be uh, community champions and we do that. Um, So, you know, just by giving donations back through food and whatever we do. um, So we believe that, you know, we'll, we'll make the money, but we also give back to, to where we, um, you know, where we do business. That's what's up. One of the things that I noticed about your website that I have not seen on any other website was the, the listen while you wait. I yeah. thought that was so dope because it's like, first of all, who doesn't like good music? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, and I saw that and I was like, that is such a good idea. Because for one, when you're waiting and there's nothing to listen to, it seems like time takes forever. But, yeah. you know, if you have yeah. music on, music and food are the two things that really bind us as a yeah. people. And so kudos to you for that. Like, I thought that that was really dope. I like Thank that. You. <laughs> you know what it is, Michelle? We actually, just to kind of give you a tidbit really of why we did that. So because we are used to, people compare our restaurant, when we were in Teaneck, they compared our restaurant to like a barbershop, right? So it's that community feeling. Mm-hmm. We would come up, because I actually work my restaurant. My sister works the restaurant. We cook. So we would also come out and engage the customer, talk about organic food. I mean, just talk. But then the customers would talk to each other. So we created that environment. And then we would play music and people would say, oh my gosh, like we would have like jazz music playing or whatever on um, Sirius Radio, and customers love that. And so because of COVID, because we cannot dine in, that experience is gone. So we tried to use other elements to provide that same experience, although it's just at a distance. That is 
kind of how we came with the reason why you wait. Nice. I like that. So let, let's pivot a little bit to mm-hmm. um, personal money. Yeah. So uh, you are a mom. I'm a mom. You're a wife. Yeah. And, and, a, <laughs> and a business owner. Yeah. Um, how, what is that like? It's terrible. No. Because um, <laughs> I'm not going to be on here front. Listen, I'm going to just keep it very real. It is so hard. And I still have not really, you know, taken control of it. I mean, essentially, my husband, I mean, right now, because of COVID, he's on furlough. Um, but I'm still working now because we have the restaurant. And then I have this crazy thing about COVID. I'm like, nobody goes out but me, right? And so, because I'm crazy responsible, like I'm not telling you that I'm perfect, but I'm just like, listen, I know I do it best. This is, I'm not saying that that's the truth. I'm just telling you that's because that's the controlling me. Um, But as a parent, it is hard because my children, um, right now, I mean, I had decided in March when this whole COVID thing happened, they weren't going back to school, which was hard because my son graduated from eighth grade. He's now in high school. My daughter's in fourth grade. And I'm like, I gotta just have y'all homeschool. Now, I know I can homeschool them. I have no patience. Um, that's just <laughs> not what I do. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, my sister says, you know, because you're not a blue collar worker, you're more of a white collar worker. You're like, hey, you do this for. Right. So I, that's just not what I do. I, I can teach you, but I'm just not trying to be your teacher. Mm-hmm. So it's been difficult. So I've had to hire a tutor, right, to kind of help me through this process. Because there's no way you can be efficient, like as a, especially when you work your business. It's one thing when you have a business and you don't work it every day, but I actually work my business. So because I work my business, I can't work and be a tutor. I'm just yeah. never that. I'm just not going to ever tell you that I'm that type of person. I'll be a liar. Um, it's hard I mean, to kind of manage that. It's just, it's, you have to, I, and I don't know what that is. And, and prayer works. You know, like, Lord, help me. I don't know what to do. You know, um, it's hard. And that's just me being, you know, very honest. Gotcha. You know, I, I appreciate your mm-hmm. honesty because the whole reason why I want to be able to do this is so that people can hear, you know, the honest truth about adding that level of responsibility to their lives. Because running a business, starting a business, those are not easy things to do. And one of the okay. things that I've noticed, it's like you'll hear from people people after they've become successful and all of the hard work you don't ever get to see that so when people are looking at you to be a mentor they're looking at where you are right now mm-hmm. not realizing that <laughs> there are plenty of nights that you didn't get any sleep yeah you were trying to to where run you your are business or, you know think that you, exactly exactly so i'm glad that you know people are willing to be honest and just you know, it's it's not all fun and games. It's not all, you know, let me just register my business today and I'm going to go out and start spending a whole it's bunch not. of money. It's not. <laughs> so, listen, it is uh, it is hard work. It's 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 keeping your doors open when you made $100 for the day and you're like, "Oh my god," right? It it's 
being able to get to that because that's how businesses, you know, it's, it's rare that you start your business and you open up and you're making thousands of dollars a day. And so right. you have to be able to take the good with the bad, right? It's, a be, it's being able to stay the course is what I always tell people. I'm always about making emotional deposits in people, especially like our employees. So we always say, hey, you want to start a business? We'll help you. Like, that's just the way I rock with my employees. Um, but it's really about staying the course because it's not easy. It's not easy to run a business. It's not easy to have to make payroll and do all the other things you do when you run a business, right? Um, making sure that you get your rent paid and paying your vendors, that's all hard. So that's the, the, the not nice part of business. But the, the, the nice part of business is when you've gotten it, and you can and you can make your own schedule and also make your own money and know that hey I'm good financially, you know that that's the good part of it too. Nice. Um, so thinking back to when you first decided to start a business and where you are right now, what are some things that you wish you knew then that you know now because of experience? I mean. This is going to sound very cocky, but I'm going to say this. I have learned. I have learned a lot. But I, from a unique um, position, when I came into this business because of my experiences, right? So because I have been an executive, because this wasn't really my first company. Um, My husband and I had started a limo company together Um, for this particular um, space. I mean, I, you know, I, I hate to say that I had a regret, but the one thing I always say is I wish we would have opened up, you know, in a different location. However, on the flip side of that, I'll say that we opened up there because that taught us how to, I'm not a short order cook. So mm-hmm. um, learning how to be a short order cook was tough. Right. Um, so maybe that's the experience because I don't regret what we opened because I think it was a learning curve. It allowed me to make my mistakes. Um, it allowed us to make mistakes as an organization and make changes. Um, so I want to say, you know, that it was a bad experience. It was great because we learned, I guess, you know, through making mistakes and, you know, just many different things. We don't know how commercial equipment works. You know, all those things that you, you may not have had to touch is really like hands-on. Maybe that's it. Um, but essentially I came in understanding that, we needed to market, understanding that um, there were things that we needed to do to ensure that we could show that we were different, right? So, you know, I just, I think I bring a unique experience to what we learned. But what I can say as I talk to you through this, that it's really about the toughest thing was learning how to be a short order cook. You know, it's hard, you know, especially when you cook to order. Um, You know, it's not like cooking your food in bulk and then putting it on a steam table and then scooping it out. You know, it's about every different person that comes up and says, I want my egg cooked like this. No, I, I, I do want over medium, but I want you, you know how like when it gets, just break a little. Everybody has their own <laughs> interpretation of what an egg should be, right? It's like, oh, you know, like over medium, just break a little, but still give me yolk and maybe make it a little hard. Like you gotta, it's, you gotta interpret what that means. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> You know, learning is difficult, but then, you know, you kind of get through that. But it's just kind of, it's just trying to figure the customer out. Got you. Do you feel like other areas of your life helped you 
in being an entrepreneur, like being a mom um, or, you know, anything else that, that isn't necessarily tied to your business, do you feel like it helped you with being an entrepreneur? Um, I think, you know, my dad, um, God rest his soul, passed away the year my son was born 14 years ago. And my dad used to always say to me, you shouldn't work for anybody, girl. You need to have your own business. Um, and he used to say that because, you know, because he felt like I was to control. Um, and so I don't say that being an entrepreneur that you have to be controlling. But what I will say is that I was never happy no matter where I worked. Right? And so I've been blessed to hold really great positions. I mean, you know, I think about operator, but I've also been the director of hotel operations. I've been a director of front office. I've held some really um, great positions, but I never was happy, right? And so my father, because I used to talk to him about that all the time, he used to say, you need to have your own company because you're never going to be happy. Um, so I, I think that because I never was comfortable with the status quo um, and what organizations claim they represent is really what made me want to be an entrepreneur because then I felt like I can do things my way, right? You know, when, when companies talk about I have an open door policy, but it's really not open door because when you go and talk and say, you know, and voice your concerns, it's like, we got to let that, we got to get rid of that person, Right. Um, I felt like I could run an organization where um, people really had a voice, right? And that people could communicate their truth without being penalized, right? Or we can hire people and we're hiring them, but we're not hiring them um, because they're friends of somebody, but because they're qualified and that we're not disqualifying, you know, black and brown people. So th those are things, being in positions that I've held have allowed me to say, hey, this is the way I want to run a company. I think that's what probably motivated me to say how I want to have my own business. Nice. All right. And I can hear you. It looks, looks like your video kind of froze a little bit, but I can still hear you. Um, oh, okay. So what's next for uh, your company or uh, your business? On the agenda. Um, for us, I think, um, you know, we keep saying that we're going to just get, you know, at one point in my, um, when, from when we opened up uh, Coffee and Cornbread, we thought that, you know, we wanted to keep this in our legacy. And so I think it's important to maintain your business, but I think you also have to have an exit strategy. And so our what's next really is just continuing to build brand equity um, and then getting into retail, which will also build brand equity so that we have an exit strategy and we can sell our company for whatever millions of dollars. Yes, ma'am. All right. Um, well, I do want to thank you. I know you have a crazy schedule. So thank you so much for taking time to, uh, to, to meet with me and, and even talk about what you guys have going on. Um, 
So let everyone know how they can find you online, like where you guys are located, um, the new location, as well as, um, like I said, where they can find you online. Sure. We are located in Montclair, New Jersey. Our address is 38 Upper Montclair Plaza, and that's Montclair, New Jersey. You can find us on Instagram at coffee and, um, which is and spelled out, cornbread. Um, Facebook, we're also at, at coffee and cornbread. Um, and then you can also reach us by text message too. So you can text us at 201-862-0600 and we can answer any of your questions as well or um, on our website at www.coffeeandcornbread.com. Right. Well, Mo, thank you so much again. I am my so proud pleasure. of you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is this is amazing. I I thank you for having having me. Actually, it's wonderful. I'm proud of you too. Thank you. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and definitely check out Coffee and Cornbread. Um, they have some. I checked out your merchandise too, so I'm going to be ordering a mug. I need one of those. Um, <laughs> I need yeah, one of those bottle. It's amazing, actually. We'll keep your, you know, it's amazing, actually, because it actually keeps your beverage hot for 24 hours or cold. So I use that. I take it with me to bed. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that um it has, like, a bamboo design as well. So yes. I was definitely checking that out. So, yeah, I'll be getting yeah. one. Um, but, yeah, guys, definitely check them out. Support this business. Um one of the hardest working women that I know. <laughs> so um, all of your success is well-deserved. And like you. I said, I am so, so proud of you. Thank um, you so much. So I yes. appreciate that. <laughs> all right. Um, and we will see you guys next time.